This is Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, a congregation full of life and love with a legacy of outreach ministries. Everybody's invited to church in person Sunday at 10 a.m. and online at mountpleasantatl.org. And now, the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Your hand will feel like clapping. Your feet will feel like running. Your lip will want to speak and say something. If you ain't careful, your hands will go up. Your eyes will get tears in it. Your heart will get love and joy in it. Your mind will get peace in it. Why? Because Jesus is the source of all of our joy. Amen. 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 If he's been good to you, give him a hand praise. I said, if he's been good to you, give him a hand praise. If he made a way for you, if he kept bread on your table, if he kept peace in your mind, if he kept joy in your soul, if he's been walking with you this week, he deserved to be praised. Because we know when praises go up, some blessing will come down. Let the church say amen. Amen. He's the source of all of our strength. God bless, God bless, God bless, God bless. Amen. I wouldn't have a God that couldn't help me when I was in need. I wouldn't have a God that if I was in jail, he couldn't get me out. I wouldn't have a God that if I got sick, he couldn't heal me. I wouldn't have a God that when I'm tired, he couldn't give me rest. I wouldn't have a God that when I was confused, he couldn't give me peace. But we have a God. I wish I had a witness in here. We have a God that nothing is too hard for us. Let the church say amen. Amen. For this is the day that the Lord has made. And somebody in here on this level gonna give God some praise. Somebody in the balcony gonna give God some praise. Somebody behind me gonna give God a praise. Everything that have breath. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. This is, this, this is what we have to understand about this. Because somebody had some troubles this week. Amen. And we come to the mount to cast all of our cares upon him. In other words, he'll set you free. You don't have to take it back home with you. You can leave it up around this altar. Amen. 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 Let me, let me tell you something about this because the wiring system, I'm going somewhere with this, the wiring system that's in this church, the wiring system that runs in the walls and everywhere they run, is designed 
to carry so much current that the lights will come on and everything that we use electrical will come on. Amen. But there is a circuit breaker. There is a circuit breaker that's designed only to carry so much currency. Now, if you overload the circuit breaker, stuff's going to start blowing and stop working. I said all that to say this. You are only designed to carry just so much. And if you keep carrying all of that stuff that Jesus said, casket on me, because you and I are not designed to carry all of these burdens, to carry all of this sickness, because God gave us enough to keep him lifted up. And he said, and if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men. Amen. 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 Sometimes you notice your lights start flickering in your house. That means you, you, got a, you got a load that you wasn't designed to carry. Let the church say amen. Well, it's about preaching time. Amen. It's about preaching time. Amen. We serve a God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can think or ask. Open your Bibles to Romans the 8th chapter, if you will. Romans the 8th chapter, if you will. If you can, do that. The 8th chapter of the book of Romans. One of the, I said something the other week, and I'm going to do it this way today. Amen. Romans is one of those doctrinal books. Amen. Romans is one of those doctrinal books, which means this. What Romans says, there is no deviation. Hear me very well. There's no, if he says whatever he says, that settles it. You can't add to it. You can't take, take nothing from it. All you got to do is just do it. Amen. I'm going to read the first four, four verses, but we're going to deal with the whole chapter, and that is this. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For what the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Those four verses that I read in your hearing, we ask God to add other blessings to the reading of the hearers, but again, especially to the doers of his word. You may be seated. We ask a God that we serve today will not only, amen, 
give us his presence and his power, but we ask him to give us his peace as well as protection along with his promises. I want to talk today out of this thought, if you're not too mean and don't mind looking over at your neighbor. Amen. Amen. If you don't like that neighbor, get up and get you a good one. Amen. And repeat these words after me. Tell them, say, it doesn't work like that. Tell them again, say, it doesn't work like that. Amen. I think y'all was speaking in tongues. Let's do it this way. Say it like this slow. It doesn't work like that. Now give God a hand praise. Amen. It doesn't work like that. I'm certain that the Bible readers understand one of the sayings of Jesus, one of the sayings of the Bible, of God, that he declared that my ways are not like your ways. Can I get me a witness in here? He is the author of this book we call the Bible. And the Bible does not try to make man do anything. But it is designed to let man know that God have his own way. In the 10th chapter of Romans, you can read where it says, amen. Then the 10th chapter, let me read just a verse or two of it. It says, amen, in verse chapter 10, I'm sorry, where it says, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be what? Saved. Then he says, for I bear them record that they have a what? Zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Can I get me a witness in here? Then he says something that is pretty interesting. For Watch this now. Verse 3 says, for they being ignorant of God's what? That and going about to establish what? See? Now God have his own righteousness. But what happened is we go about trying to tell God what righteousness is. And so what we do, I know you won't like me when I say this, but what we do, we come up with side stuff. Like this is the way it ought to be. And that create confusion and division in the church. Okay? So look what he says. He's for they being what? You know what? You ignore the Bible. You ignore that because you don't like what it says. You don't like when it said, love your enemy. You don't like saying when they smite you on one cheek, turn to the other. No, not me. I ain't there yet. Hello, somebody. But if you are a righteousness of God, declare that there's a certain way we have to live, walk, talk, and act. Just because you are not there doesn't mean that the Bible is going to change. You missed the mark. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, for the wages of sin is what? And the gift of God is what? That's factual. That's just what it is. 
So this is what he says here. He said, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. I'm trying to tell you, it doesn't work like that. Amen. It works like God says. Don't add to it. Don't take anything away from him. These first four verses of Romans, the eighth chapter, are very interesting because he says it like this. There is therefore now no condemnation, amen, to them which are where? In Christ Jesus. Now watch this. In who? Christ Jesus. Remember when he said in the 14th chapter of St. John, Jesus did, amen, he said these words to them when they asked him, saying, you said you were going away, but Lord, we don't know the way. At least they were honest. They didn't know the way. They understood that they were ignorant. They didn't know where he was going and all of those things. And then Jesus, and then, then Philip, amen, said, then show us the way. And Jesus said these words, I am the way, the truth, and the so then he said, and no man can come to the Father except by me. It doesn't work your way. It doesn't work Trump's way. Biden's way. Hello, somebody. Kemp's way. It works God's way. And that's why a lot of prayers that we pray don't get answered because you're doing it your way. Can I get me some help here? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. So in other words, if you want truth, you got to do it Jesus, God's way, not your way. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what you think about. His ways are not like our ways. Hello, somebody. So we got generational division because we are saying grandmama said it. Yeah, I love grandmama. Hello. One of the hardest things I had to do some years ago was to tell my mama she was wrong. That was one of the hardest things for me to do. Even though when I got ready to tell her, I got back. And she told me one day, she told me, my mama slapped me one day. I'm talking about when I was a grown preacher, pastor. Man. It, was just before, it was just before a funeral, and I was supposed to pick her up, and I forgot. And when I looked up and saw her, I walked I was walking to her, I said, Mama, I she said, And everybody thought I was crying for the deceased. <laughs> Y'all think I'm lying, but I'm telling you the truth. Because that was my mama. You know I took it, don't you? I, 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 I preached that eulogy. 
just wiping my eyes. <laughs> but my mama had an issue because I had forgotten her. That's okay. I didn't ever forget again. I guarantee you that. Only thing I'm saying to you today, mama had her ways. You got your ways. But until our way lined up with God's way, then I don't care who it is, we are wrong. Come on, talk to me, man. So this is what Paul writes here, and I'm going to get out of your way. He said there in the eighth chapter, verse one, but let me, let me do this. Chapter one of this book, this is going to be a little quick, quick, quick Bible class. Chapter one gives the introduction of who Paul was because he was not always Paul. Okay? This is who he is at this point, chapter one. He introduces himself as the apostle of the Gentiles. He does that. But then chapter two through seven, now everybody like this. Everybody, we quote this. I've been hearing it all of my life through the church. When I would do good, evil is present. But this was not Paul talking about Paul. This chapter two through seven is Paul when he was Saul. You hear what I just said? He was talking about his past life. Okay? Who he was before he met Jesus. Just like anybody else, before you meet Jesus, there are some ways that you think are right. That you want to do it. And there are some things you promised yourself you would never do again, but you found yourself do it, still doing them. That is the unregenerated Paul. He was Saul. Now, everybody know numbers. The number one means unity. The number two means division. Number three means God's signature. Number four means directional. Number five means grace. Number six refers to man. Number seven is complete perfection. Number eight is new beginning. I'm in chapter eight. So this now, chapter eight, turns away from Saul and start talking about Paul. Now, here it is. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Isn't it strange? Remember when Paul, excuse me, he was Saul at the time, going down Damascus Road, he was knocked off of the beast that he was riding. And from that point on, he had to walk for the most part because he had to be led by the folks that he was leading. Because he was struck blind. And God told him, said, when you get to this place, amen, find the straight street and look for a man. Come on, talk to me. Amen. And he finally got to the man. So this is what I want you to get out of this text today. Amen. That you cannot, you cannot do God's will without God's way. 
So let me move on because I don't want to stay too long on this. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For what the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from chapter 7 on back. That's what Paul was saying. He said, I'm Paul now. But I was Saul. I've been converted, been born again. I'm a new creature now. So he didn't have the same testimony that you're going to read in chapter 7 when I would do good. It changed. Y'all might have quieted in here because I know you thought that was a cushion. Because you want to say, well, Paul was like that, so I can be like that. No, 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 no. Paul wasn't like that. That was sore. I ought to open the door to the church behind this because... So look what he said in verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and what? Death. Because the wages of sin is what? But the gift of God is what? Verse 3 says, for what the law could not do. Hello, somebody. In chapters 2 through 7, it was the law. That Paul called himself abiding by. Hello? But he couldn't even keep the law. Hello? So this is what he said. For the law could not do this. Amen. Why? Because it was weak where? In the flesh. And then, this, then he gives the answer. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Hello? That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So now, here it is. Verse 1, 2, 4, deal with the walk. Your walk with Jesus. We used to sing a song in the church, walk with me, Lord. Amen. Walk with me all of the way. What does the walk do? Walk gives us activation. It gives us and brings us to the purpose that God sent his son Amen. In sinful flesh to condemn sin while he was in the flesh to show us that the law could have been, amen, obedient. The law could have been effective. But since all sin from Adam, come on, talk to me. The Bible said death passed upon the ranks of the entire human race. That's why God sent Jesus in the likeness, hear me somebody, the likeness of sinful flesh to condemn sin while he was what? In the flesh. So the Bible declares that in verse 1 through 4, it gives us the walk, the purpose and the intent that God planned would work to bring man out of darkness into God's marvelous light. Verse 5 through 8. Amen. It deals with the weakness of man. Look what it says in verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, they mind the things of the spirit. You wonder why some people say, amen, I'm blessed and highly favored. You wonder, amen, why people always say Jesus, amen. You wonder why people quote scriptures, amen. It's because they mind in the things of the spirit, amen. You got to learn how, and I'll say this to you. Nobody can preach to you like you can preach to yourself. 
You know what is right. You know what is wrong. Because when you have the spirit of God that walks with you, he reminds you and he shows you things and he lets you know that where you are ain't where you ought to be. He lets you know that what you're thinking is does not line up with, amen, the spirit of God. So, in, amen, these, these verses he says here in chapter 5, for they that are after the flesh, you mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, that's why you're saying, amen, Jesus loves me, this I know. That's why you're saying, amen, sometime precious Lord, take my hand. Amen. I heard the voice of Jesus say, guide me o'er thy great Jehovah. I'm climbing Jacob's ladder, this little light of mine. That's why you can sing those songs, amen, even though you may not be carrying the tune right, but you can get happy. Because uh, you know that you are in the way of God. In other words, he give you peace. But the Bible says he that keepeth his mind stayed on him to them. He give what? Perfect peace. Amen. People will wonder why you can walk around with a smile on your face. They don't understand. You're not connected to the flesh like you used to be. But you are connected to the spirit of God and when you know that you're connected with the spirit of God then you got another testimony that says I'm glad that troubles don't last always you you're connected to scripture that says weeping may endure but for a night but joy will come in the morning you're connected to the scripture that said that the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. You're connected, amen, to the fact, amen, that in all of your ways that you acknowledge me, amen, he will do what? Direct your path. You're connected, amen, to him by way of scripture because in the scripture is life. That's what he said in the 10th chapter of St. John. I came that you might have life and that you might have it, what? more abundantly. You also are connected to those the scripture that tell you if you wait on the Lord, amen, he'll mount you up on wings like an eagle. You run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Amen. If you're connected to the scripture, you can tell your own self, amen, that Jesus is sweet. This you know. Amen. You can be broke, don't have a dime in your pocket, but you can have a rich song that'll let you know, amen, that, amen, whatever you don't have, God got it. He promised us that if you ask, seek, and knock, Amen. He'll give it to you. Amen. You'll find it and the doors will be open. Look at your neighbor and tell them it doesn't work like that. If you, amen, if you come over on the Lord's side, he'll give you keys that whatever you call into existence, it will come to pass. For the Bible says faith is the substance of things. Y'all going to help me in a minute. Uh, faith is the substance of things that is hoped for. It's the evidence of things that are not seen. I wish they had me a help up in here. Amen. You got to understand, amen, that if you walk with the Lord, 
and the Lord walk with you. Though you be weak, but his strength, amen, shows up in your weakness, amen, because your weapons of warfare are not carnal. I wish I had a witness in here, amen, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. In other words, yes, I am weak, but he is mighty. He holds me with the palm of his hand. You got to understand, it's not me that's doing it, but greater is he that is on the inside, amen, that whatever God got for me, it is me. You don't have to be hating on nobody. You don't have to be rolling your eyes at anybody. You got to understand that if your neighbor got it, then that means Jesus is in the neighborhood, amen. You don't have to, amen, be jealous and envious and strife and got malice with anybody because what God did for one, he can do it for you. That's what they used to say in the old church. It is no secret what God can do. What he done for one, he can do the very same thing for you. So the weakness of God, what does that mean? In the sixth chapter here of Romans, this is what he tells us. Amen. We have to understand it. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He said, God forbid that we should we that are dead to sin live in it longer therein. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized in Jesus Christ. I wish I had a witness in here. You need to understand. We need to understand what does baptism really, one of the ordinances of the church, what does it really mean? The church of yesterday used to refer to it as the liquid grave. Can I get a witness in here? As the liquid grave, in other words, when you go in, amen, that's, amen, that's immersion. When you go under, that's submersion. When you're coming out, that's immersion. I wish I had a witness in here. You got to understand, it's a symbol of what Jesus did. I wish I had a witness in there. When they put him in the grave, that was Im immersion. But when they buried him, that was submersion. But when he got up, that was immersion. And when he got up, he was greater than what he was when he went down. And the only thing I'm trying to tell you that when you get up out of the water, there got to be a new walking with Christ Jesus. I wish I had me a witness in here. But the Bible said, there is, therefore we were buried with him in baptism in the death that like as Christ, amen, was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. You ought to have a new walk. You ought to have a new talk. You ought to have a new, amen, mindset. You ought to have a new vision. You ought to have a new, amen, attitude because what used to bother you and get on your nerve, you ought to outgrow that, overcome that. Why? Because you got Jesus, amen. The Bible says, amen, you don't turn rail for rail. You got to learn how to be steadfast and unmovable, but look at somebody and tell them, said the battle is not yours. So quit fighting folks in the church. Quit getting angry with people around in your neighborhood. What you got to learn how to do is pray for those that despitefully misuse you. You got to let them know, amen, that I got the love of Jesus down in my heart. You got to understand, my brothers and sisters, when you start walking with Jesus, he'll order your steps and he'll direct your path. Yes, you may be weak. We all are weak when it comes to, amen, the glory of God because God will never give you assignment to do, amen, that you can do without himself. 
you got to understand we're going to need Jesus, amen, early in the morning. We're going to need him during the day when there's troubles all around us. But look over and tell your neighbor, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. God's ways are much greater than the way of yesterday. Why? Because we serve a God that got all power in his hand. You need to know, amen, what the devil may mean for bad for you. If you just stay with God and stay with the word of God and tell yourself, amen, that the Lord is with you every step of the way. You may not feel him if you can't trap him, if you can't trace him. Amen. You got to understand he's somewhere. Amen. Around you because he'll never leave you alone. My brothers and sisters, amen, it doesn't work like you think it ought to work. It works like God have designed for it to work for you. Let the church say amen. amen. Baptism in Jesus Christ is a symbol of death, burial, and resurrection. There ought to be some power in your hands and in your feet like never before. You cannot, amen, uh, remember those bad days because your bad days never can outweigh your good day because one day with Jesus will overcome a whole lifespan of what you call bad day because the Bible tells us to have the Spirit of God on the inside. You got to remember there in verse 9, 10, I mean, verse 9 and 10, what Paul is saying. He said, knowing, amen, that Christ being raised from the dead, he dieth no more. Death have no more dominion over him. That's what Paul is saying. He said, in chapter 7, death had dominion over me. That's why when I wanted to do certain things, I couldn't do it because death had, amen, power over me. But when I met Jesus, I said, when I met Jesus, he put some running in my feet. He put some clapping in my hand. He gave me joy that the world can't take away. Then in verse 10, he said, for in that he died, he died unto sin one time. But in that he liveth, he liveth under God, amen, for eternity. That means this, amen, in chapter 1 through 4, it is the walk with the Lord. Chapter 5, verse 5 through 8, it is the weakness of you and I. But then in chapter, amen, verse 9 and 11, it's the word of God. And you know what it says in John? It said the word were made flesh. And then, amen, we beheld his glory. And he dwelt among mankind. Amen. Why? Because the God that we serve had an eternal plan for you and I. He came all the way through 40 and two long generations. But one Christmas morning, he stepped off the train of nature and became a man like you and I. He wanted us to know, amen, I serve a God that got all power in his hand. Can I get me a witness in here? The Bible said in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. Can I get me a witness in here? Only thing I'm trying to tell you that Jesus is still on the main line. And if you need anything, 
you can call him up and tell him what you wanted. I heard, amen, when Paul said that for you to be carnally minded, it is, amen, death. But to keep Jesus on your mind, you're going to have life. I said unspeakable life. Because when Jesus is with you, you can walk through the valley that are filled with shadows of death. Can I get me a witness in here? I don't know what y'all come to do on this Sunday morning, but I come to tell you that God got away. I wish to hand me a witness that's so high you can't go over him. God got a way that's so wide that you can't go around him. God got a way that's so low you can't go under him. Ain't God all right? Can anybody say yes? Can anybody say yes? And if he's been good to you, somebody ought to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my journey. I should have been and I could have been dead sleeping in my grave. But I found out that the more I praise you, the better it makes me feel. I got to leave y'all tonight. But in verse 12 through 16, it said, For as many that are led by my spirit, amen, they are the sons of God. Ain't God all right? I come by to tell you, hold on to his unchanging hand. Let somebody know what the word said. Look what it says here in verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again of fear tonight, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out about Father. I wish I had a witness. Haven't you read in God's word? For as many that received him, to them he gave them power to become the son of a true and living God. Tell your neighbor, I don't care what you call me, but I know one thing, I'm a child of God. I wish I had a witness. Thank God all right. I tried to tell you that it is your walk with God. Not only your walk, but you got to understand God will give you strength in place of your weakness. If you stay with his word, fire can't burn it. And then here it is. The fourth thing I got to tell you, if you stay with God, He'll let you be a witness. Anybody in here know you a witness? You ought to tell the world, I am a living witness that Jesus is on the main line. I wish I had a witness. If you ain't too mean, fist bump somebody. Look them in the eye and tell them, I'm so glad that I met Jesus one day. 
He put running in my feet. I got clapping in my hand. Anybody got joy? If you know you got joy, look over and tell your neighbor the joy that I have. You didn't give it to me. I don't know about y'all, but I'm so glad what the word said. If I praise him, he told me to let you know anybody that's going to worship the Lord, you got to worship him in spirit and in truth. That's his way. If you're going to love the Lord, you got to love your neighbor. That's his way. You got to love his enemy. That's his way. If you're going to feed the hungry, don't talk about it. But let the world know the Lord blessed me. Blessed me once. He blessed me twice. But every time I turn around, I realize he's been blessing me every day of my life. And he's all right. And he's all right. If you know he's all right, tell somebody we come this far by faith. Sometime up, sometime down, but I held on because the God I serve, he's all right. Is he all right? Is he all right? What is his name? What's his name? Tell your neighbor. I'm so glad I met Jesus. I met him when I was sinking deep in sin. I was far from the peaceful shore, but the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. He came along, he lifted me. Tell your neighbor, I'm saved. I'm saved. I said I'm saved. The devil thought he had me, but Jesus, he grabbed me. Yes, he did. And you're all right. Do you know him? Do you know him? I said, do you know him? If you know, you know him. Tell him thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. I was a wretch, undone, on my way to a burning hell. But Jesus picked me up, turned me around. Yeah, say yeah. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Say yeah, yeah. You've been listening to the Mount On The Go podcast. If you've been enjoying the word, please consider donating to the Mount Pleasant ministry. We have various ways that you can give to the ministry to allow us to become better in our pursuit of delivering God's word to you. You can give via PayPal at mtpleasantatl.org. You can give via Zale, info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also give via Square and Givelify. For Givelify, just search for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church with our address, 17 Melton Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll be in the right place. 
In addition to all these options, you're always welcome and invited to grab an envelope and have cash or checks sent to the church, whose address is again, 17 Millen Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. For questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us at info at mtpleasantatl.org. That's info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also visit our website, www.mountpleasantatl.org, to follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the video version of the podcast. Our services are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are more than welcome to visit the church in person every Sunday at the same time. Thank you so much for listening.